It'll be a three-man rush, eight in coverage, three in the end zone. Dalton heaves it down the right side toward the end zone. It is knocked up in the air. Oh, A.J. Green oh, makes the catch. Oh, 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 man. A deflected oh, ball winds oh, up in the hands God. of A.J. Green. The clock hits zero. Oh, oh, oh. 23-year-old Tony Pike waits for the snap. Has the football. Short drop. Lobs one down the sideline for Bins. He's got it. Touchdown. 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 And a high fly ball way back in center field. It is out of right here. A grand slam home run for Joey Votto. And this one belongs to the Reds. Get your shirt on. And last I checked, I did. Yes, what? Now a steal by Gary Clark and a breakaway to the rim for a thunderous Tomahawk Jam. Get you one, big fella. Then a strike for Bertoni, and the magical moment belongs to Leonardo Bertoni. He opens the FC Cincinnati account with a goal in the 14th minute. Yeah, double dip from the action code. Welcome back. What up, Ed? Uh, nothing, man. What's up with you? <laughs> um, uh, I have so many mixed feelings the about everything. The Bengals were just on my TV. So the Bengals were just on TV. It's probably a commercial for a new day. It's going to be a new day. Ugh. And all my people going to ride today. And all my friends are getting... Oh, I don't know what oh, you're doing. We can't talk um, about that. We can't talk about that. Show. <laughs> Welcome back, though. It's City Beat's third best sports coverage in the city for at least a couple more weeks. Uh, a couple more months, so I'm going to go with Whatever. You. That's okay. fine. Um, don't forget, you can check us out on Facebook. Pardon the punctuation. Uh, we also have our side hustle, the Bearcat Nation. Um, on Twitter, you can find us at PTP Podcast Cincy. On Instagram, I don't even know if we use that. Uh, pardon underscore the underscore punctuation. Uh, you can call in our hotline. Jesus. Sorry, I our hotline, turned to the side. 513-818-2077 with your questions, comments, feedback, hot takes, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, YouTube's dead. <laughs> our, our website is www.ptpcincy.wordpress.com and you can email us at pardon the punctuation at gmail.com you ready to get right into everything or you got anything else you want to discuss here real quick um the only other thing i wanted to discuss was nothing so let's go get right into it let's get into it let's talk some Bengals. rumors are out there that uh the patriots had a videographer up in the Bengals press box area, working with an advanced scout that was taking video of the Bengals sideline. Do you have any reaction to that? Uh, I'm, a, I'm aware that there was an incident, but I know the league is investigating it, so I've got no comment. So the league is investigating it, so it's, it's out of the norm. It wasn't, it's not standard operating procedure. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about it. But there was somebody up there. I've got no comment. So welcome to Spygate 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you doing, Patriots? Uh, apparently they're scared of us or something. I don't know, man. So, I mean, I. So, why do you spy on the Bengals? They're one in twelve. One we, in twelve. It, just a newsflash: we we want to lose. We want Joe Burrow. We I want, think. Well, I think we're we want one of those guys. Uh, either Joe Burrow or Chase Young. We one of them. One of them. So there's reportedly eight minutes of footage. 
where these guys who were apparently hired by Robert Kraft separately from the Patriots organization to film this do your job documentary. I don't even know, but there's <laughs> reportedly eight minutes of footage where they're taping nothing but the Bengals sideline. And then some all. Bengals staff saw them. A Bengals it. staff member in the press box reported the events to the league also recorded their monitor showing that they recorded nothing but the sideline and had to turn in his own footage as well. After he reported this to the NFL. I have to wonder if it was Dave Lapham. Considering Dave Lapham's the one who brought the question up in the press conference, I have to wonder if Dave was walking by going, Hey, hey, what are these dudes doing over here? I thought they said it was Dayton Daily News slash athletic writer Jay Morrison, but I could be wrong about that. Um, in any case, Patriots are claiming they had no idea this was happening. I have no the idea. Video teams not affiliated with the team. They're making this documentary. They're following this scout this week. First off, how much video footage can you really get on a scout during a game? Come on, man. Well, here he is, and he's watching the field, Just and he's watching, watching the, the players, game. and he's putting notes in his notebook. Come on, man. And... So the Patriots also notified Cleveland that they were going to be there filming, but just happened to neglect to let the Bengals know that they were going to be there filming. Oops. You also have this really weird coincidence going on with Spygate 1.0. Yes, absolutely. So I have, I have this whole clip. I just I have the clip too, but I just have the last sentence highlighted. Well, I was going to read... The whole thing, actually. Oh. This is gonna be. This is gonna be reading. Um, Just read the last three sentences. This is. I think this is all important because it describes who this person is and what kind of validity they have in their statement. We may have a different clip then. Go for it. As the Patriots became a dynasty and Belichick became the first coach to win three Super Bowls in four years, There's an entire system of covert videotaping was developed and a secret library created. It got out of control. A former Patriots assistant coach says sources with knowledge of the system say an advanced scout would attend the games of upcoming Patriots opponents and assemble a spreadsheet of all the signals and corresponding plays. The scout would give it to Adams, who would spend most of the week in his office with the door closed, matching the notes to the tapes filmed from the sideline. Files were created, organized by opponent and by coach during games. Walsh later told investigators the Patriots' videographers were told to look like media members to tape over their team's logos or turn their sweatshirt inside out to wear credentials that said Patriots TV or Kraft Productions. The videographers also were provided with excuses for what to tell NFL security if asked what they were doing. Tell them you're filming the quarterbacks or the kickers or footage for a team show. <laughs> Got he. I mean, that's exactly what happened here, right? The, the, for verbatim. Verbatim. That's verbatim. Exactly. That's exactly uh, what happened here. Uh, excuse me. What are you doing over there? Uh, we're filming for a web series. So then you also that's what have. we're supposed to say, right? A web series? Is that what we're supposed to say? You also have a story that came right. out today. Uh, former Bengal George Iloka, if oh, you remember him, yeah, uh, he retired after his first year with Minnesota, and he spent six years here. He says that the weeks that happened to be before Patriots games, you know, the overpass that goes over the where uh, the train tracks are, right? Yeah, over, over by where the practice field is, right? He said. Any other game, nobody's ever stopping to watch the Bengals practice unless it's like training camps or whatever when it's like nice out, right? <laughs> he said the week before 
Patriots games, someone sat and actually filmed their entire practice. So this is like this is like Reddit, like like Robert Kraft is hiring people or or Bill Belichick is hiring people off of Reddit to just like, hey man, who knows? Hey, just go find. I don't know, you know, but it's weird. And it's who's creepy. to say that maybe maybe it is coincidence? I don't know. There's don't nothing know. to prove one thing one way or another. It's uh-huh. still weird. And then he said, he went on to say, and I guess this is maybe a little deep on conspiracies for me, and I love con- a good conspiracy, but he said that there was a helicopter that didn't look like a normal like cop helicopter <laughs> or a like hospital helicopter, but it was flying low and just kind of hovering around their practice the same week of... What do you know? A Patriots game, separate from the filming incident. It was not my drone. Just weird, though, right? Like, you know, it's super weird. And again, and he went on to say, well, I I do want to make sure I clarify. George Aloka did go on to say that he in no way was saying that it was the Patriots. Right. It's just weird that these things happen the week of Patriots games when nothing like this happens before a week of anybody else's game. No, it's it's just a weird coincidence, by the way. I can't speak. And I also put it out there because the Patriots have acknowledged what happened was wrong. They've acknowledged that rules were obviously broken here. Correct. But they also are claiming to have no knowledge of what this media team was doing. And it's really difficult for me to know that Bill Belichick, who knows the entire rule book, and I put this out on Twitter this week, Bill Belichick knows the entire rule book probably better than any coach in the NFL. Front and back. Because he finds every loophole in game to exploit in one way or another. He finds this, you know, we need a crazy, crazy play to win this game. Oh, we're going to do this crazy play that no one else knows that they can even run. You're technically not allowed to run, but but we found a loophole. It doesn't violate the rules, even though you're technically not allowed to do it. Or something thereof. Whatever. There's no way that he just lets this happen. And now for this to be like the second time that this has happened, this is crazy. And don't get me wrong, like, whatever. Like, uh, the Patriots and the Bengals, we know it's an overmatch. I don't expect us to be in this game. I don't think you expect us to be in this game. No, not so much. And that's fine. We kind of actually need this loss if we're going to continue to lose to try, even though Eli Manning's at the helm right now for the Giants, we only have one game that's separating our record from the Giants' record. I don't really want to win any more games. No. I would like to have that number one pick to either take who we want or trade down for multiple first-round picks. But what the hell is going on here? I, just, the NFL needs to, and it's a, apparently are going to come out tomorrow. They're, they're trying to get it done this week, yes. Yeah. They need to just uh, what? Uh, what's the guy's name? I can't remember his name, but he was on uh, the radio yesterday. Um, Skinny Mark Skinny. It, I don't know. Uh, he writes for Channel Twelve. The Skinny okay. Report, I think is what it's called. Uh, said that they just need to throw the book at him. Like Belichick needs to be re- needs to be, uh, you know, what's suspended. The word? Thank you. Suspended for the rest of the season because. Basically, if you don't do anything well, to him this time, you're saying, okay, we've caught you twice, but you know what? It's fine. And the last you might time, as well just let everybody do it. The last time this happened and he got in trouble, he was fined. Bill Belichick was fined. Not the team or anything of that nature, but Bill Belichick was fined $500,000. And you know Kraft made that up to him. 
um, there was probably a back backdoor handshake. Yeah, here's, yeah. Hey, here's a Christmas bonus. So he was fined five hundred thousand dollars, and they lost a first round pick. Yes, but yet they're still doing it. That's what I'm saying. They need to do something this time, or else, or else I'm gonna I'm gonna volunteer for the Bengals to go videotape games <laughs> in Indianapolis, Cleveland, it's just crazy, and maybe Chicago. So I don't know what to make of any of this. Twice a year, I feel like because I listen to a couple other like national media shows right, throughout right, the week. Right, me too. I feel like some people are making a very big deal about this because other NFL execs are out here saying, "Yeah, we know the Patriots are doing some shady shit." And, I mean, obviously that's me. No, you're, but you're right. Words. I mean, but, but yeah, they I know think that Pat McAfee pretty much said the same thing. They like, know that they're still do- out there doing some shady shit, yep. and everybody knows it, but you can't prove it. Well, here it is with somebody videotaping it on their phone of them videotaping the sidelines for eight solid minutes. Yep. What are you doing that for? You know damn well that wasn't for a documentary. And it's not so they can go home and just be like, we showed them, we got them. What are you doing? Well, obviously it didn't help them this week because they lost, but. Well, correct. And that, and people are saying, why would they tape the Bengals? Like what would this, what would this help them to get the bank? Here's the thing. Defense. Beyond any of that, the Patriots need that home field advantage in the playoffs. Yeah. Brady's looking not like, like old Brady. Brady. And it's weird that the defense was number one, but you played the Dolphins twice. Right. You played Washington. You played the Jets twice. You didn't play too many good players. You played, you know, you got the Bengals on the schedule now. The teams that you've lost to are good teams. Yep. You haven't beat a good team. You've lost to the Ravens. You've lost to the Bills, and you've lost to um, the Chiefs. Yep. On so, to yeah. Cincinnati. <laughs> and, I, again, don't get me wrong. I expect us to lose probably pretty handily. Probably a couple times. But at least we know that we should change our signals ahead of time. <laughs> and, and Do you think they haven't been doing that this week? Yeah, 100% you've yeah. changed your signals this week. We need to go to, like, uh, in college when they had, like, the pictures up on the board. Like, Skyline! That's all I got. I can't think of the other pictures. <laughs> I don't know, Skyline, man. Skyline, Snowflake, Pepsi. Just, and... <sighs> hike! I just, I don't like the Patriots or their fans anyway. Well. Generally speaking, because they don't even know what it's like to lose. And then you have them, you find out about this kind of stuff, and it just makes you wonder how many of it, how many, how many of those wins, how many, how many of the years of this dynasty have been legit? Where we're sitting here, not winning playoff games, but maybe Marvin Lewis was doing things at least the right way. I want to cheat just one time. <laughs> Like just one time in a Cincinnati sports, maybe have I one of cheat and win. Maybe have one of our coaches wander into yeah. the huddle for the other team during hey, an injury and start shit with the other team. I will take a World Series, a Super Bowl, a national championship with an asterisk by it. I, don't, I have no problem with that. Well, the Boston has all of that repeatedly for the last decade. They've got NBA championships. Yeah, I'll they've take. They've got it. hockey championships. They've got. Out to Patriots, I have no problem. They've, I mean, I have no problem going around wearing a T-shirt that says 
Bengals Super Bowl champions. Asterisk. I know. <laughs> I'll proudly put that asterisk on there with that's, the cricket machine. That's actually the number on the back of the jersey. It's asterisk. just asterisk. <laughs> I will. If we could cheat one time and win something, I will buy a jersey and put the number asterisk on the back. I like that with the with the player's name asterisk across the ch- the shoulder blades. Just no, just put the year <laughs> as the name <laughs> asterisk. No, just the name twenty nineteen. Just, just the year asterisk. Well, it'll be twenty twenty, but not twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean we can still cheat this year. Um, moving on to other news for the Bengals. Um, They're losing. I just wanted to let you know that Jonah Williams, our first round pick this He's been year, cleared. he has been cleared for practice. So he is officially off the IR, maybe? But you know who's not off the – well, he was never on the IR, but you know who's not clear to play? He's just taking a roster space. AJ Green! Just taking that roster space. Well, God forbid we don't for, – God forbid we put him on the IR and then have to pay another wide receiver to come in. <sighs> just another He's day. Be here next year. No, no shot. Nope. We've lost him. And I'm not mad at him. If I'm, if I'm AJ Green and I'm – what is he, 32 – 33? 30, 30, he's in his 30s for sure. Yeah. And I've been in Cincinnati for the last 10 years or whatever it's been, mm-hmm. nine, and nothing's changing. Yeah, I'm going to a different team. Well, here's the thing, though. I need he, to win a championship. He always, referenced Larry, he always referenced Larry Fitzgerald as the guy that he looked up to, wanted to spend his whole career with the team the same way Larry Fitzgerald did. Because you can't tell me that Arizona's been this gleaming team right. of – but I've always an been example. a. Like, I've been a, always been a guy of high morals and ethics. But I again will buy a jersey with an asterisk on it. I got no problem with that. Well, because I just I want to feel that one time in my life. The closest I've gotten is the Jay Bruce walk off. That was a good one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyway, well, pretty cool. Well, and then maybe like when FC Cincinnati beat Columbus Crew, that was kind of cool too. Well, or was that Chicago Fire? I guess. I guess we're all on to on to Sunday. On to the Bengals. On to Cincinnati. On to New England. Should be interesting this week. I'm excited. I'm gonna watch. I just hope good Andy. I don't. I just want to see him nervous. I want pick six Andy to come out. <laughs> I want him to lose. Winterception. But I want it to. I want them to be nervous. Who the Patriots? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. I like Winterception. Let's move on to UC. Oh, we're going to talk about UC now. Hello? Maybe. Where's the audio? Yo, what's up? What's up? I'm a little iced coffee this morning. Just want to let everybody know, all my Twitter followers, everybody that's in my phone, my friends, my family. Real disappointed in y'all that y'all didn't let me know about ice ice coffee before, so real disappointed. But since it tastes so good, I forget y'all. Peace. There well, no, that was a throwback. There were no good. There were no good clips. That uh, was a throwback from, to Nick Van Exel talking week. about iced coffee. Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing good that happened this week for Bearcats. No basketball. So I just figured we talk about iced coffee. So I've been referring to Saturday as Black Saturday. <laughs> Black Sabbath. Um, we lost to Memphis. We lost to Xavier. And because Xavier decided to troll us with the way that they scheduled the game, it happened to be... This in- game should never be played in December. It needs to be played in February. Thank you. It also shouldn't be played the same time as the AAC football championship. Oh, it should definitely not be played at that time either. 
that was definitely in the books before this game was scheduled. It shouldn't be scheduled at the same time. That's ugh. It's not good look. It's terrible. It's not good for us either. So basketball now sits at six and three. Football now sits at ten and three. Before we even get into the Memphis stuff, let's let's at least break down the cross cross town shootout. So we started off good, right? We, I mean, we were only down three at half. Yeah, and we had the lead most of the first half until the until the last five minutes of the first half. We then started to lose the lead, and that's when Najee Marshall started to take over. And there's always that one guy in every crosstown shootout that just pretty much takes over the game and wins it for the opposing team. One year for us, it was Jaron Cumberland. Well, it, it couldn't have been him this year. Absolutely he's, not. He's he hurt. looks. He looks like he's still hurt. He's I hurt. know you've seen some comments from his family. I've seen some comments from his family that he's still working through some injuries. Uh, the game, pri- which is fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I we talked about this last week. The last game that I went to, he went into the tunnel and right. was holding his side. Right. We still don't even know really what's going on with his side. We know that he's still hip flexor. Hip flexor is or hip what? hip pointer, hip flexor. Okay. Yeah. And I was talking to a guy at work who played soccer um, all through high school and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And in, and from what I've heard from people, that's an injury that takes weeks. I don't doubt it. Weeks to. Because as soon as you turn that hip, and there's a lot of hip movement in basketball, as soon as you turn that hip, it's, it's pain. And and the way that Jaron Cumberland plays, and we all know how he is, he's a freight train into the, yeah. into the lane. He will throw his body up there. But if he hits that, and I noticed that one shot, he kind of turned his hip away as he was trying to do his little freight train thing. And luckily he made the basket, but that's... When you're modifying your shot like that, that's just not good. Well, and his stat line kind of is telling. I mean, 4 for 14 is not a normal game for Jaron Cumberland. Correct. 1 for 8 from 3, again, that's just not normal for Jaron. Well, then also we can't have Jaron getting his first basket 15 minutes into the game. That's not... That's not going to It's not no. gonna be good. I mean, he's your leader. He's your number one scorer. He's a returning senior. He was not the number one scorer during this game, though. No. That would definitely go to Mr. Williams. Uh, if you're talking about the Bearcats. Yes, yeah, so I'm talking about Keith Williams. Had 15. Uh, Jaron had 11. Um, Javian had 14. But Mr. Najee Marshall walked out of that game with 31 points. Well, and some of the guys that you're mentioning, I mean, Keith Williams had a he had a pretty good night at 15 points. But again, night. six of fourteen. That's that's not great from the field. No, it's not. J- uh, Javen, two of ten from the field, and those two they were threes, but he was two of eight from three. Again, just you hit some of these shots. You can't win a crosstown shootout shooting twenty five percent from three. Did you say shitting? Shooting? I think you said shitting. That's I fine. might have. Um, shooting, hitting. Twenty five percent though from three and forty percent from the field. And granted, we didn't shoot a lot of free throws, but 12 and 19, 63% from free throw uh, from the free throw line. It's not a good look. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be good. And there were some things that happened in the beginning of the game that I thought, okay, this is gonna turn thing. This is gonna, you know, be a good thing for us. Uh, when uh, Williams hit the first basket, he turned around and stared down Xavier's bench. I was kind of like, okay, I'm well, gonna, but then I remember how that how that usually works out for us. Well, and later in the game though, Williams was back. I remember specifically on one play, Williams is backing down somebody, and their feet aren't set, 
and he turns to make a spin yes. move. Yes. And the guy flops on a the lot ground. Of flopping. And it's just like he made a spin move. Your feet weren't set. What are you doing? You're back. You're getting back down into the paint, and you just flop on the ground. It's a lot of flopping. And they're not. It's not being called. That's no, it was that being called charge. In the NCAA. It, well, and I saw somebody on Twitter who said, you know, our, it was a national guy too. He had a blue check mark. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. Oh, okay. There was somebody on Twitter who said, you know, with the charge call, the way that the charge call is being made, are the refs just amped to make a charge call and do the dance and make it all about look at me? <laughs> Seriously though, I mean, because everybody knows when you get the charge, you got to hit the hips and other way and with that big arm movement and everything else like what do you, i don't that's, know man yeah man that's when you get your, that's when you get your uh your big time on the tv right tv teddy that's when you get to go in there and, and people just love you teddy 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 we got a camera teddy teddy wasn't at this game though. that's live audio anyway I hate losing to Xavier. I hate losing to Xavier as well. But we'll I'm, give also credit, gonna, I'm also going to say that I wasn't expecting to win this game. We'll give credit where credit's due. Najee Marshall, to your point, 12-22, 31 points. Anybody puts 30 up. I mean, I think the last one we lost was the uh, um, Blewett game where he scored over 30 as well. Yes. You let somebody score over 30, you're not going to win a game, generally no, speaking. It, not in college. Not shoots. even in the – not even – yeah, not just – Cross town shootout, Correct. but how about uh, Travis Steele walking into Dana Gardens afterward, giving his kid a thousand dollars, a band, and having his kid slam a band down on the on the bar and buying shots for everybody in the bar? I think he bought no, he didn't buy shots. He bought Natty Lights. But I had that in my notes as well. Did you? Because I did want to talk about the fact that he did drop a thousand dollars just to pay for drinks after the game. He did give a little speech as well. There were people who were apparently upset that he had his kid in a bar. Get over it. That's not legal. One time, one time we took our, our friend, uh, after a softball game, we went down to a bar over in Kellogg, on mm-hmm. the Kellogg area. And they, this place had a patio. You've been to this bar. This is where, uh, this is where Sandy wanted to fight the girl because of the clutch. Um, oh, uh, Tostadas. Yeah, Tostadas. And so we took them to the outside patio of the bar because we wanted to eat and we wanted to get some drinks. And they had we had two little girls with us, right? So people are yelling at us from the door, who brings kids in a bar? I'm like, we're on the outside of the bar, dumb. I can't say that on the show. But they were literally like hustling us, getting mad at us because we had some kids on the outside of the bar where nobody else was, by the way, because it was karaoke night. Everybody was inside. Always karaoke night there. Yeah, always there. And we're just eating nachos and chicken wings, drinking a couple beers. Listen, man. Yeah, they were stacking the beer cans, but who cares? I'm not going to... I'm, I'm going to give respect where respect is, is due. I oh, mean, totally. You get respect for um, Najee Marshall? I mean, I don't hate you. I'm, you haven't done anything to, me, to make me hate he you. He also looks like the uh, one of the original doctors from ER. Okay. You're welcome for that. Anyway. I'm going to look um, <laughs> But uh, no, I mean Steele went in, did he did what he should have done? That was that was a that's a boss move. That's dude. what my coach should do. A boss move. Yeah. If, and if, if, and if Brandon walked into he would have to any of the bars down on Calhoun McMillan, he would have walked into Woody's and done it. It would have been a boss move. I mean, there's videos all over the internet of Gary Clark behind the bar at Woody's serving up drinks after after a game. You know, we would have done it. 
in other news for UC, though, there was a football game. That wasn't pretty either. Also not pretty. Well, it was better than the week prior. Fair. We lost by five instead of ten. We didn't quote-unquote beat up any ball boys. That didn't even happen. I know. There was no video anywhere. There would have been all over the place. So Memphis scored in the last, like, minute 15, and we lost the game. No, dude, Najee Marshall looks like the Gotham guy. Get out of here. All right. Um, Ritter played instead of Ben Bryant, which was a difference from the week before. Ritter looked... Correct. <laughs> Ritter didn't look healthy. He also didn't look injured. But that's also what you, even if he was still kind of injured, that's what you do. Ritter got you to this point. Mm-hmm. You give him the chance to try to get you out of this game, and unfortunately it, it didn't happen. So Ritter had 233 yards in the air, but he also had 113 yards rushing, which happened to be even more than Michael Warren. That's not good. On 12 less carries. Uh Ritter had a touchdown. Warren had two. I mean, the receivers looked bad. There were some passes that were dropped. I think there were five dropped passes, something like that. Receivers looked... And we talked about this last week when when we recorded. We have... Memphis exposed how bad our receivers are. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. I mean, we looked better this week with Ritter. Than we did with Bryant as far as receivers catching the ball. But it still was just guys wide open, dropping passes. Opportunities guys to win. Wide open. We also had plenty of <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. We also had plenty of penalties that hurt us again. Why are we the number one penal penalized Penalize. team in the NCAA? It's like you would think at some point we clean that up. Well, and I feel like and it's it's also our I don't heel. I don't want to say I don't like saying bad things about Luke Fickle, but yeah. this many penalties is a sign of an undisciplined team. We've said that about the Bengals before. We we've, said that about the 2015 Bengals. We've not said this about the Bearcats under Fickle. We haven't yet. I I think you have to at this point. That's a fair statement. With that many penalties, that's crazy. But knowing Luke Fickle. I guess I don't know him personally. But um, <laughs> Luke and I were just texting the other day. And Luke was like, hey, man, uh, we're going to clean it up next year, I promise. Uh, can you talk about that on the show for me? No. I mean, just the kind of person that Luke Fickle is that we've seen in the media, he he will not let that happen next year. You know, he's he can't sleep well. I wouldn't sleep well. Knowing I, that you lead all of college football in penalties. No. Um, I would not sleep well at night. You you don't like to see players out here apologizing in social media, and there was a lot of that. Which didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen. And I know it's 2019, and everybody feels like they have to have their voice heard. Right. You don't have to apologize, man. Just fix it. Go out and be better next year. Be better in the next game. Be better. I'm not. I'm not. I'm being That's serious. That's the motto of the show. Be better. Well, I get that, that. That I use that as a catchphrase all the time. But you have to literally yeah. just study the film and 
figure something out. Something's wrong. Yeah, something's broken. Especially when it's stop it. Especially when it's the same guy. There was a lot of it. Again, we talked about it last week. It was Mets doing a lot of it. He was one of the players out here putting an apology out there. Dude's a freshman playing on a very large stage with a lot of pressure going on because the team at that point was ten and two, playing for potentially a cotton bowl bid. I feel there's a lot of people who do that now also after the whole Tim Tebow thing. What, go out and put an apology out there? Yeah. You don't have to do that, man. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm not just, here for that. Like I said, it's not necessary. I'm I, not here for that. I mean, I can say I appreciate it, I guess. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah, but I appreciate I, it. But I don't. I'm not here for it. Exactly. Like, it, I didn't need it. it. You're a freshman, dude. You were out here. You weren't even supposed to be out here because we were supposed to have the kid from Michigan. Right. But none of that played out the way it should have played out. Unfortunately. Stupid Michigan. Anyway. So, there were, I know there were a lot of All-Americans announced, and I don't have it pulled up right now. I don't know well, if you we can, can. We can talk about our bowl. I was going to talk about some other things, if you can find we, that. One of the Birmingham Bowl. Okay. Oh, you didn't want to talk about the Birmingham Bowl? I do want to talk about the Birmingham Bowl. I was hoping that you could find that while I was talking about the Birmingham Bowl. What do you want me to find? Oh, the, 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 the announcements? Yeah, the announcements for the uh, awards and stuff. Hmm. Birmingham Bowl, we're playing against Boston College. A lot of people think that that's a slap in the face. Boston College was 6-6. Six 6-6 and six. Six and six in the ACC, I believe. What is a ticket smarter? I don't, I don't the know. The ticket smarter Birmingham Bowl. I don't know what any of that means. Look it up. I know that I don't have enough vacation time to get down there, though. Why would you want to go to that game? Um, Just to, because. To support the players? I mean, I had season tickets for the season. So why wouldn't I want to go see the end of that? Um, I don't even know if I'm going to get to watch the game. When is it? Oh, here, work. It's right here. Tuesday, or I'm sorry, Thursday, January second. I'll be I'll be able. No, I'll no. I think I'll be at work too. I'll be at work, but we have a TV, so I'll watch it. No, they don't have it listed on their website. So, but have you seen the trophy for the Birmingham Bowl? Look up. Uh, do you have Facebook pulled up? Uh, I can. Find it on Facebook on their uh, Cincinnati football. All right. Well, if you hear a bing, um, it ain't my fault. Boston College is not going to have their starting quarterback because he entered the transfer portal. We win. They're also not going to have their starting running back. We didn't talk about that for a second. What? Trevor Moore has entered the transfer. Wait, we got off of basketball. I got, in, I got it in my notes for some other stuff that I got to talk about. Okay. All right. Starting running back for Boston College is entering the draft and sitting out the bowl game so they're missing their starting quarterback and starting running back they're six and six we're ten and three so again a lot of people are taking this as a slap in the face thinking that we should be playing a better team you could also argue that the american conference in general was about as good as the pac-12 top to bottom stack up that's fair so we don't i don't like the conference but that's fine go ahead uh, they looks like they only announced one on um, Facebook, and it is Ahmed Gardner, uh, 2019 freshman All-American team. That only came out today. The other stuff came out last week. You'll have to keep scrolling. Scrolling. Before the game? Oh, here we go. Uh, we have Ahmed Gardner and Ryan Montgomery, the PFF All-Freshman Team of the Year. And, ooh, yeah, is that for the conference more. or for here we go conference. college football? Uh, let's see. First team, AAC first team all conference. 
Morgan James, Joshua Degora, uh, Elijah Ponder, uh, Brian Wright, Perry Young, Ahmed Gardner, and Derek Forrest. And then you have AAC second team all-conference, James Smith, your boy, and Michael Warren. Yep. And then AAC honorable mentions all-conference, Sam Crusa and Javon Hicks. Crusa. Crusa. He looks like he hurt somebody. Um, Who, Hicks? Or Crosa. Crosa. He's a kicker. He still looks like he hurt. He looks like a young <clears throat> Pat McAfee. Um, but that's all of them that they have listed. All right. That was what I was looking for. Uh, that first one that you right, mentioned, the uh, all freshmen, was yes. that conference or was that just college freshmen? Um, it doesn't say conference. Just PFF. No. It just says 2019 freshman All-American. Huh. Um, the Athletics freshman All-American. All right. So the Athletics so our conference. Yeah. So we didn't make any, like... National. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, it's still nice to be recognized by the conference. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be recognized. What are your thoughts, though, as far as a 6-6 six and six ACC team against a 10-3 and three American? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a slap in the face, but it again, it has to do with our conference. It has to do mm-hmm. with what conference we're in, and... Um, so, uh, well, break, men, men, breaking on Twitter yesterday is the guy who I was hoping to take over the athletic direct, director, uh, Sozna. He's gone to USC. And mm-hmm. so, uh, th- I read somewhere on Twitter this week that they're hoping to announce the new athletic director by Wednesday of next week. Well, and they were trying to get Appalachian State's athletic director. Yes. And that all, uh, he apparently announced this morning. Is he going somewhere else? Late last night, this morning, that he is staying put. Okay, well. And he's he's the guy who took Appalachian State from a D2 school into the Sun Belt, I think. I mean, so was Brian Kelly, but... It's... uh, We'll see. Um, It's not looking good, though, for Mr. Mr. Bone down there in in USC. Yeah, he got a, a wreath from a... Was it a student? Supporter, somebody... R.I.P. USC. Yep. A funeral yeah. wreath was sent to Mike Bone. And apparently he's not happy. Reports well, say. So I was going to say, there was a report that he might be stepping down yeah. already. And so then I tweeted, hey, good thing Sozna didn't leave. And then Nelson, Except there he goes. he did. There he goes. Well, while I, you did bring up Trevor Moore. is he? Uh, he's joined the transfer portal, kind of switching back to basketball. Yeah. Um, as I was going to talk about all of the things that you brought up as far as who was leaving and what have you. Oh, sorry. That's no, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, he is in the transfer portal. I know uh, he had a disappointing career here as far as he was supposed to be a shooter. He was he supposed to be a, a like really good shooter. I'm for, I mean, good guy. I mean, I don't, I, I don't hate he him. was, he was always a guy who brought a ton of energy both on the bench and off the bench. Yeah. And that's true. He did. He always had the energy. Um, and he loved the school. Yeah. But uh, if you ever followed him on social media at all, oh yeah, he loved. He was campus. one of the first ones there to uh, to introduce himself to Brandon. I well, mean, even when football, it was football season. It wasn't was, even basketball season. He's in the student section, yep. just hyping. Yep. He, I saw him. I can't even tell you how many times I saw him when I was down tailgating, just running around from tailgate to tailgate, just meeting people and recording, running around with uh, Mamadou. Well, they yeah, they hung out a lot, mm-hmm. but in, in supposedly he's going, he's trying to go back closer to home because 
Um, I think his sister just passed away or something like that. That's what uh, the rumor is yeah. in the uh, the Twitter sphere. So, I mean, more power to him. I hope he, I hope he's successful. I hope he finds his he shot goes. again. I hope he finds his shot again. I hope he finds his shot again. Because apparently, I mean, Mick would have been pure. I, I remember there was a quote Mick said that in practice, lights out. If Trevor was here, it'd be lights out. Yep. But he couldn't hit. The shots when it when it counted, and my my buddy at work, Jason Barron, is a huge fan of Trevor Moore too. So I just want to make sure he's okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, let's talk some Reds. Let's talk some Reds. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Look at us. We're making. We're picking up free agents. Just one. We already talked about Moose. I know, but we're like in so many talks right now for trades and free agents. Before we get into any of that. But maybe we, we'll pull the trigger. Last week, you gave us all these pointers for Reds Fest. Yeah. Tell us how Reds Fest was. Reds Fest was... So I went down on Friday night and yep. uh, got there a little late. I think it, Reds Fest only went to like 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock. I got there probably about 7. Um, left my tickets in the car. So I had to go back to the car to get them. That part sucked. Um, but I didn't hate Reds Fest this year. Um, I did see a lot of grown ass men in the kids autograph line while I was trying to get my kids some autographs. I, okay, I guess With, without kids. Yes. Oh, that's awkward. And it was like the random player too, Del Rosa. I'm, People are weird. I know people are weird. Um, I did pick up a nice hat. I, I, one of my tips last week, if you remember, was, hey, stop by the Authentics booth because you could probably get a hat for less than $25. I got this 1995 uh, pinstripe. pinstripe hat. Yeah. 20 bucks. Nice. 20 of them. <laughs> 20 singer, singular dollar bills. Is that how you pay them in singles? No, I gave them a credit card. You should have told It wasn't was... a fifth third bank card. I can tell you that, though, because their systems were down. It was down. Yeah. Yep. But, um... Or was that PNC? No, it was Fifth Third. No, it was 100% Fifth Third. Third, yeah. But, uh, again, another well-produced uh, show. Um, it was funny. They, they do this thing up on the stage with the players up there, and they had, like, kids asking questions. And one of the kids said, uh, this this question is for Mike. Uh, Mike Masusa was up there. Mustakis. Mustakis was up there. What <laughs> name did you just Mustusa, say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who apparently was the first one there to sign autographs for everybody? Good. So, uh, but he said, they said to him, uh, "Do you guys think that Mike gets upset because his nickname sounds like people are booing him?" What did he say? They all started booing him. <laughs> all the players up there were started booing him. It was like Winkler and like uh, Winker. Winkler. Winkler. <laughs> God. You're Barnhart was up there, I think. They all just started booing him. And then and then what also um Is he still dark on Twitter? Uh, yeah. Yes. His, I'm I'm worried about his wife. This is the worst time of the year for her. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh but also if you haven't seen the pictures on the internet, um Joey Vada is full blown full blown Canadian right now. That got, guy got that beard, eh? That guy has a beard. My kid saw him and said, uh, Santa? <laughs> I know him. Santa? Uh, um, but I did uh, I did wait in line for about 25 minutes to get Luis Castillo's autograph. Luis? Lu- that's what I said. You didn't. I have a speech impediment tonight. You said Luis. Luis Castillo's autograph. Uh, I tweeted the whole time I was in line. If you missed those tweets, I'm sorry that you missed Twitter gold. 
Um, there was definitely the guy in front of me was he was definitely hitting on a girl that was thirty years younger than him. Um, <laughs> um, what else? Um, you saw so much awkward stuff. There was so much awkward stuff there. Um, there were people really, there were people really upset, really, really upset that Amir Garrett was not there to sign his their balls. I feel like this is what happened on Red's Facebook, but you lived it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, you I saw think Coop. Coop was behind me. <laughs> but I didn't say anything because I didn't know if it was Coop or not. I just heard a, a guy go, hey, I'm Coop. And I'm like, uh, could be Coop. I don't know what Coop looks like. And then he said you just said hi. And But I was starstruck. Um, <laughs> saw a lot of guys, a lot of players stop in the hallway to give autographs which was nice to little kids that's cool um my kids um I, i've sent videotape of them to uh to clay um so you can start scouting them now um they're pretty much the fastest kids on the planet uh when they steal home um so if you missed that videotape you can check that out on our twitter page uh they're pretty they're pretty fast they're uh, at, they're phenomenal athletes uh when it comes to that just like their father um but i did get i did get my ball signed by um, Luis Castillo. Luis. That's what I said, but I said it with an accent that time. You're the worst. And now apparently he might get traded. So. I don't think that's going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen. But yeah, Reds Fest. Good time. Good time. All right. Greg got a jersey of some guy. I can. Did, he, did you, any of you guys do the bags? Greg did. He How got a mystery bag. The-, uh, the mystery bag was 40, I think. And he got a jersey? No, there were 70. There was one table that had mystery bags for forty, and one that had them for seventy. Well, it probably depended on what the wh- how big the bag was. Yeah, that's probably it. Because I know if you go into the red shop right when you walk in, yeah. to this uh, stadium, I love that shop. You can get mystery bags there all season long, and well, there, there's always a, like a different balls and what have you. Though. Also, it turns out that on Saturday, towards the end of the show, these hats were marked down to like five bucks. They had players' pants marked down to like a dollar, and that was when Ed realized. He effed up. Screwed up. Yeah, thanks a lot for that. Um, but... It was at this moment he knew. He fucked up. <laughs> but so, no, it was a good time. Good time. Didn't so, see anybody. So, today... Oh, wait a minute. We didn't even mention this part. You shouldn't have got me on this. Uh, go I ahead. Wrote, I would have just wrote down notes. Go ahead. Getting ready to leave Red's Fest. And a uh, gentleman saw my sweater. My partner punctuation oh, yeah, sweater. You were, you were recognized. And he... He's like, hey, man, I listen. I like it. I was like, thanks. Appreciate it. And then I forgot to give him a sticker. Shout out to the fan who Ed forgot to give a sticker to. I, I, like, 20 minutes before that, I was like, how come nobody stopped me? I have stickers. I tweeted that. Like, nobody stopped me. I got if, stickers. If you're the fan who <laughs> who saw Ed, get in our in our mentions somewhere yeah, on Facebook or Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter, Twitter or Facebook and we'll mail you a sticker. I don't, I don't know. Um, so today we're the... Uh, was the Rule 5 draft, and the Reds drafted an outfielder from Oakland. Apparently, he's 27 years old, um, so he's a little bit older than maybe a guy that you want to take, although we lost roughly the same guy in O'Grady when he went to Tampa? Question mark. I don't know. Um, but the kid's an outfielder. Uh, he had 30 doubles, 30 home runs, and 97 RBI in 118 games. If you know anything about the Rule 5 draft, he has to stay on the 40-man all year next year. Um, 
so we'll see if that kid works out. Uh, his name was. Did you have that pulled up still? No. I know I had it for a second, and I didn't. That's why I didn't put keep it pulled up. I, know, I didn't. I it. didn't put it in my notes. Uh, his name. It's was, pretty cool names. It's not a cool name. His name was. Oh, Peraza got signed today. By the way. Oh, good for him. Uh, with Who the, the with the Red Sox, uh, Mark Payton. It's not a cool name. There's nothing cool about Mark Payton. Anyway. Winter meetings have been going on. There's been lots of discussions that the Reds have apparently been in. Uh, there's been no movement yet since the Mike Moustaka signing. Uh, names that the Reds are currently being linked to still that have not yet signed with anybody. Uh, Nick Castellanos, who was with the Cubs last year after he got traded from the Tigers. He is an outfielder, I believe. I mean, he's a corner outfielder. Um, Marcelo Zuna, we're still rumored. Uh, apparently, we were almost ready to sign him the other night. At least everybody thought. That didn't end up happening, but he can also play center, but he plays corner outfield traditionally. Uh, he was with the Cardinals last year. David Price, a pitcher from Boston. We've been linked to him. I'm excited uh, about that uh, one. We'll see. See what happens. But. He's being paid like ninety million for the next three years. The the part that I hate the most about all this 96. is that we get linked to rumors on this kind of stuff, and then we never pull the trigger. Well, because you don't know how many of the rumors are being put out there by what's on the internet. Get out of here! It could just be being put out there by agents or whatever, just to drive up prices. It's on the internet. Get out! Stop saying that. It has to be true. Cole Calhoun from the Angels. He's an outfielder. Um, I want to say he's like the third, fourth outfielder, kind of in a platoon type situation, same as like Jesse Winker or Philip Irvin. Uh, but he's with the Angels, or was with the Angels, and he, we've been linked into talking about him. Madison Bumgardner, we've been linked into his. We, we've been linked to his name. Yeah, I think there's another team that was really pushing for the him. The Twins. Though. Yeah, so um, there's a strong possibility that one falls through. And Carlos Correa, the shortstop for the Houston Astros. That's another guy that we've been linked to. If Because apparently the Astros want to dump some salary. That would be a pretty huge get, but it's probably also going to cost us. Um, I know Luis Castillo's name was thrown in as potentially somebody who it may cost us if we wanted to make a move for Carlos Correa. Difference there, though, is... Two years of control versus four years of control, plus Luis Castillo is just younger. I'm not a huge fan of that move, personally. Correct. Um, I'm sure there's some other names that I haven't seen that we've been linked to, but those were the big names that stood out to me. Um, big news today in baseball. Baseball has removed marijuana from banned substances. What? I didn't hear this. Yeah. You, you can test positive for weed. I'm about to play baseball. No, I'm just joking. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to get tested at work. Um, that's an interesting thing, though, because they're the first major sport, I believe, that is getting rid of marijuana as a banned substance. I think this is a great move, personally. Um, not because I'll I'll be straight with you. I don't really love being high. It's not fun for me. I get a little paranoid. Um, Great. Yeah. But... Glad we, glad we got that out there. I think it's good that you... 
If it's going to help with healing and stuff like that, go well, for it. Okay. If you're going to help the opioid epi- ep- well, epidemic sure. and not be prescribing people pills and instead prescribe them medicinal marijuana, all for that. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm here for that. Weed is way better for the human body than any of these opioids that people are addicted to. And this is officially turned into the Joe Rogan show. Anyway. Just no, but I, I'm down with you. I'm saying the same thing. Like, and I think yeah. that what's craziest about all of this, baseball is usually the last to do something trend-setting. Like, they they don't push any envelopes. They don't right. – you know what I mean? Like, right. this is something that I would have thought that you would see the NBA do before you see the NFL or Major League Baseball do. I've always wondered how it would help with my ADHD. I mean, at the very least, CBD might help. Oh, I'm – Probably first of the year. <laughs> no, seriously, I've been thinking about it, but I was waiting until uh-huh. that you know interview thing was over. Um, you can't. CBD doesn't test positive for. I was afraid can, that there might be a trace of THC in there. Could have had this conversation off air. Could have. Um, also announced today, there is not going to be any new netting for Great American Ball- Ballpark down the sides of the. They announced that every team was going to have it by 2020. Because apparently the infrastructure right now cannot support it as is. Oh, that's truth. That's truth. It's a net, dude. No, it's truth. There's not um, There's not a way of... Um, they've been looking at it since the beginning of Put last year. Put a pull up. Well, and that's what they should have done this year, but I think they were focusing more on the field, on the turf. Just put a pole. You, have a, you already have a pole down the line. Just extend the net. It can't be that hard. They're going to do it. I feel like they're overthinking all of this. Just put up an effing net. Take care of your fans. They're going to do it. You keep adding more and more things to try and keep people's attention at the stadiums. People are paying less and less attention, unfortunately, to the actual game because they have kids and people have very short attention spans, so there's always things going on, monitors and what have you. There's, they could use that there's lots of stuff going on. You gotta put up, you gotta put up, nets, man. No, you're right. Everybody's on their phones anyway. Like, just put up these nets. They're going to. It it's has just a matter of time. Figure it out. I don't want to hear any excuses. I'll just figure it out. They need to just come out and say, you know what? Right now we cannot do it, but we will have it fixed before opening day. I'll tell Clinton. Period. Can't do that, man. No, I understand. I, but trust me, the Reds will. They will do it. So hopefully we see some moves coming up. Um, I know winter meetings usually uh, there's some type of movement going on with the Reds over the last couple seasons. That's when we've en- en- ended up with players like Luis Castillo, uh, Suarez. Yep. Um, a lot of a lot of names have moved, and those are just two I can remember off the top of my head. A lot of names have moved right around the winter meetings, uh, but generally speaking, I know Twitter was super hyped when we signed Moose last week. Biggest free agent in Reds history, as Reds far as Fest was super hyped about that. As yep. far as a, a paid free agent goes, and now people are already like falling off the wagon this <laughs> week. They're like, "Oh my god, this guy is falling." The Reds haven't done anything. That's chill, Cincinnati sports. man. You just gotta chill. That's take, Cincinnati sports. Take for it you. day by day. Just chill. Everything's gonna be fine. Uh, you should. I should have had that. And I up. told you that I wanted to talk about this. Before we even started recording, I do have a prediction that the Reds are actually waiting for the price on 
Yasiel Puig to go down. I'm in that the boat. The longer that he is a free agent, the cheaper he will be. I, I've already I've already said on Twitter, and I'm in the boat of of Yasiel Puig. I don't and I think know. Yasiel Puig is in the boat of Yasiel Puig. I, he is in his own boat? In Cincinnati. Right. So, I think lot. that not many teams want much to do with him because they still think that he's a head case. Think that he was not much of a head case here. He wasn't. And if we can get him for cheaper than fifteen mil a year, I'm good with that. I mean, he wanted to fight people because they were doing wrong. I mean, he was not a head case here. I'm, a, I'm okay with him being here. I'd be, I'd welcome him back with open arms, hundred percent. Anyway, I'm in it. I'm in that boat. Let's round third. Hey, can we do fridge first? Because I just really want to try this beer. You know what? We could throw a monkey into this wrench. Maybe. It is now time for everyone's favorite segment. What is in Ed's fridge? So I think I may have found an Easter egg. I feel like you found... I feel like you did, yes. So earlier this year, we were really excited about the slushy beer. The one that you had that I didn't. Exactly. That one. And... Uh, the Icy is what they called it, by platform. I was at the store tonight, and they had one called the Red Martian. But when you read it, it reads, A slushy-style fruit punch sour ale, brewed with natural flavors. That is very similar to the description of the Icy beer. But there's no Icy branding all over the can. I wonder, wonder, wonder... It is made with a lot of stuff, though. Adjuncts, lactose, pineapple, raspberry, orange, vanilla, keep cold, <laughs> serve cold. It is 5.6% alcohol by volume uh, and 8 IBUs. And a plateau. What's a plateau? Never read that one. Never read that on one of our cans before. I don't know, man. This is you. We should ask Brandon. Or we should ask Go Beer Cat. I'm trying to open it. It says Play-Doh. It doesn't even say... Pl- okay, so what's a Play-Doh? I don't... What? Play-Doh. What's a Play-Doh? I don't know. It says 14 is the Play-Doh, but not Plateau. Plateau is like a land formation. Oh, yeah. I can confirm. I can confirm. Is the same? It. Yeah. I mean, it's been a few months, but yeah. It's delicious. It's very delicious. I'm super excited about it. What this. was this four-pack? How much did it cost? Fourteen ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen dollars for a four. Pack. If you remember, I paid four dollars for one can of the icy beer. This is delicious. This is, I think, honest to God, I think they this, may have had another one there. You could probably stop by there on the way home. I think this is my favorite beer that we've had on the show. Really, better than the pickle beer. You almost had me drop enough bombs. So, what'd you give it? I I would drink a four pack of this in uh, any night. Yeah, I could totally drink, and it's not too sour too. No, it's it's delicious it's very good this is i will probably be finishing this while we're on the show the aftertaste is fantastic it is wonderful all right are we rounding third let's round third all right how about that well, you're not going to like what I do here. Okay. 
Did you know that Blink has a Christmas song? What? Yeah. I know Taylor Swift does. I Won't Be Home for Christmas. Oh. Now Should you have to find it. Warn me of this one. Oh, I couldn't. I want you to know what my song, what my, my question was. I did, well, to answer your question then, uh, no, I did not know this. I won't be home for Christmas. I will be home, but... Okay, so we have a Mariah Carey pulling up. Here we go, Blink. And you should have definitely told me, because now there's a uh, five-second commercial. So I'm going to talk over top of it, and now I'm going to skip the ad. Ask me what your question is, and then we can just worry about that. It does. It absolutely yeah. does. Ask your question while I play. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, my question is <laughs> also has to relate to music, so I'll switch it up. Um, there are rumors that you color your beard. Are these rumors true? Nah, it's all natural. All okay. the gray, all the white. Um, although tonight it doesn't look like there's much gray in it. It's because it's coming in. It's coming in nice. Okay. Coming in thick. So you've been hanging out with Joey Votto? Is um. No, we just happen to grow beards at the same time. Are you Canadian? I'm not. Actually. Not that I have anything wrong with, against Canadians. <laughs> Canadians are great people. Speaking of beards. The sausage is amazing. And so is a bacon. Speaking of beards. How does it feel to have an inferior beard to mine for the first time ever? Is that your question to me? It really is one of my five questions. So one of my questions was going to be, why do you beard shame? Um, but, <laughs> um, speaking of beard shaming, if you were to go into... What's going on with our headset there? I pulled it out. Oh. If you were to go into um, um, the Urban Dictionary and type in beard shaming, uh, there is Tell me a, more. There is, a uh, there is an entry, uh, and it may have been put in there by your, yours truly here a couple years ago, but it does say, beard shaming. Beard shaming is defined as inappropriate negative statements and attitudes towards a man's beard. It can also reach its discrimination against individuals who may have unmatured beards. A backlash against beard shaving has resulted in the coining of the term itself and except it attempts to bring more positive attitude towards diverse beards of sizes and styles. You aren't capable of speaking this way. You, no shot you put this in there. I definitely put this in here. If you look at it, it says two chins. Then it submitted on November eighteenth. It probably has seven misspelled words. I will let you be the judge of that. Um <laughs> And then a definition of beard shaming. Does your beard even lift, bro? Bro, that's straight beard shaming. Huh. So hashtag beard, hashtag shaming, hashtag beards, hashtag shame, hashtag humor. All right. Uh, next question. Um, <laughs> what is the best Cincinnati sports moment of 2019? Because I'm afraid we're going to try to get another episode in before the end of the year. Well... 2019 of 2019 best moment I can think of a lot of bad moments what, what was a bad moment well okay I can think of a couple too Memphis Memphis Xavier Xavier Memphis the other time that time too Xavier um Iowa was it the, is that the team we lost to last year In uh the, Nevada no, no Nevada oh Iowa yeah, 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 yeah it was yeah. Iowa um 
I don't know that there was a good moment in 2019 for Cincinnati sports. I mean, we did. We won a bunch of fights this year. F fights? Uh, uh, Amir Garrett and I don't know. The whole Puig time, I feel like, was a good time. Derek Dietrich hitting that home run on opening day. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Or when he pimped around the bases in Pittsburgh and knocked several balls into the river. Yeah, that was a good time in life. Yeah, I think baseball is the only thing that you can go with. Yeah. Okay. Next, because the Bengals been got off well. We know this. Yes. I'm not even going to say the one win. <laughs> All right. We're we're too close to the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did you know Blink has a new Christmas song? We just played it. No. That's their old Christmas song. This guy tonight is really just trying to get me to do some editing on this podcast tonight. So what's the new Christmas song by Blink? I'm getting it for you. The new Christmas song is called... Not, an, not Another Christmas Song. There it is. Not another Christmas song by Blink. And let's just hope that there's not another five-second commercial that we have to sit through. Oh, yep. yep. Here's an advertisement for the <laughs> so, iPhone Pro 11. So the <laughs> hey, iPhone, hey, iPhone's, Apple, iPhone's better than I'm going to need anyway. you to send me. Oh, but, okay. All right. I'm going to need So uh, the, the premise of this song is basically Blink talking about how they just should get a divorce for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with Blink? I don't know, man. It's, that's another typical blink intro. Yep, pretty much. I hate to be a downer, but I spent too many hours crossing days <laughs> off the calendar. It don't mean nothing to me. I'm burned out like lights on a tree. Okay. Alright, so I guess yep. it's time for my next question. Yep. What was the worst Cincinnati Sports uh -huh. moment of 2019? We just named them all. We did. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take your question and, and change it a little bit. Okay. Let's talk the decade because everybody's been Ooh, everybody's been all about talking about the decade. Bearcat brought that topic up again this week. Well, on. everybody's been talking about it this yeah. week. Bearcat Journal's been talking about every, the any, best or the worst. Anybody who's anybody in sports media right decade. now is talking about decade because I watched a whole video today about bat flips of the best bat flips of the last. So are we talk about the best or the worst of this decade. I mean, I think you can go both. We okay, let's some, start with the time. worst. Yeah. The worst since any sports moments of this decade. Nevada. Uh, Nevada. Um, the Cueto game, um, where he just completely lost it when they kept going Cueto. The Giants series. Yeah, that whole series. We could do that. Um, the Matt Latos game. The 2015 Bengals game against the Steelers, where we all thought we were going to win, and oh then God. Jeremy Hill dropped the ball. Um, um, and then 30 yards of penalties. Um, how about like the Reds in 2018? Um, the whole year. The whole year. <laughs> um, Offense was great. Pitching was not. Trading away um, Todd Frazier. Um, that was a bad day in my life. Um, I, I, the, the, trading trading the, away Johnny Cueto. The four overtimes against UConn in the Losing that game. conference yeah. championship game. That was bad. That was horrendous. Got two thousand. The decade goes back far, dude. This goes back yeah. to my wedding. Yeah. Because so that that happened during Tony's wedding. Um, I remember watching that at the Westin on my phone. Um, but let's go. Let's go with best. So the walk off home run by Jay Bruce. Um. Yeah. 
Um, destroying UConn in baseball. Um, the Bengals in 2015. That um, was a fun year. That was a good year. Yeah. Um, the Reds in 2000. Well, the the Ooh, Todd Frazier home run derby. I thought of some more that were the worst. The Kashmir right uh, three in the corner to win the game. Chris Henry dying was was terrible. Oh, that happened in this decade too. Yeah. Damn. I think it did. No, it did because I was working at AMIG and I started AMIG in two thousand nine. Well, then that wasn't this decade. It was the decade's ten years. The, I'm talking about two thousand ten to two thousand nineteen. Was that the? I don't think that was this decade. I think that was last decade. Anyway, I'm not going to... I feel like it's still 2009. Um, I mean, that could have been 2010 when that happened, though. Maybe. I'm going to look it up. I don't yeah. want to. Um, about there were a lot of good things that happened in Cincinnati sports in this decade. But, like Chad Brindle said today, a lot of good things set us up for a lot of bad things. Hmm. He said, well, we'd, I mean, you look at the... When did, what year did we get into the Big East? In this decade. That didn't last long. Oh, no, I meant no, We got into the Big East earlier than this decade. Yeah. We got into the Big East before I got married. When we got but out, we went into the AAC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Jaron Cumberland against the against um, J.P. Mercura. That was this decade. <laughs> Worst since any sports thing of this decade, J.P. Mercura. Um, <laughs> I think the Crosstown Shootout fight happened in this decade. It did happen in this decade for sure. Um... God, that was a good fight. Dang, too. that was a good fight too. Apparently, they all like each other now. One of the worst things that happened was zip them up. Zip them up was the worst thing to happen to Norwood <laughs> in two thousand, <laughs> whatever year that was. Um, I'm gonna just go back and hit replay of this song. Yeah, okay, I don't so have any more ahead. secret. I don't have any more secret blank songs to tell you. Okay, good, thanks. Yeah, you got it. All right, you got the next question. Uh, what are your thoughts on Baby Yoda? I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people like this Baby Yoda guy. I like the little Baby Yoda. Right, so you have Disney Plus, right? Yeah, yeah. Alright, I might have to look into it. I'll watch the Mandalorian. I got a nice little bonus. Well, not a bonus. I got a gift check from work today, so. 50 bucks. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Baby Yoda is huge right now, and I see Cincy shirts put out a Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's not huge. T-shirt. Baby Yoda's only this big. Well, Baby Yoda's very small, uh, but it's a big thing right now. All right, I'm gonna, let's go. To my, my next question: Is Nick Cannon trying to commit career suicide again? Um, he started with Drumline, <laughs> and then he went on to Mariah Carey. Yikes! She's a train wreck. Yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And she used to have a great voice. She doesn't anymore. Not anymore. We all heard that on that New Year's Eve special. Cigarettes. Um, or the vape. Or the drugs. That too. I but mean, you you don't come so, at you don't come at Eminem and then I mean I disagree. MGK. Have you heard from him since? Yeah, he put out a whole album. Oh, I missed it. And he put out that movie about all you listen um, to is Motley Crue. He did do that. That was, was a good, good movie. That was, that was good. a good movie. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good thing. Those are all pretty good things. Talladega Nights came out this decade. That's a pretty good thing. So here's here's my thoughts on the whole Eminem Nick Cannon thing. So Nick Cannon put out first off, 
Eminem hit him with the diss track or hit the verse or whatever he did on the Fat Joe album that just dropped last Friday. Good. Well, yeah, but his old just, beef well, with Nick started yeah, years well, ago. And Nick put out a an interview he did where he's like, you know, I wanted to fight him and he wouldn't fight me. And so Eminem was mad about that because that came out a couple weeks ago. All right, so Eminem got on Fat Joe's album and dropped a whole verse in reference to Nick Cannon and... Nick took offense to that and had He's a, a millennial. He had a group, all his wilding it out people. They all did a group rap. Like you're not Wu, you're not Wu Tang really Clan weird. man. What are I you doing? It be really weird. It was strange. It wasn't it wasn't that good, but it wasn't corny. Like I don't know. I feel like MGK did way better in that fight, and I think that's why Nick Cannon thought he stood a chance is because. I personally don't think that Eminem beat MGK. I do. So there's that. Um, I think Eminem's kind of corny. And I think that if Eminem wants to continue rapping, he needs to be on drugs and alcohol. The same way he was back in the day. Because he's still trying to do some of the same things, but it's really weird now. It's 2019. You can't keep calling people like fags and things like that. No, we don't say that on this show. Well, I'm saying, like, that's the thing. Yeah, but you can't say it. I don't understand. Like, it's 2019. That's... Can't keep doing those things. He's calling me this late at night. It's awfully late. Yes, but I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. Huh? Two 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 number. Equally weird. Yeah. You're up. Uh, this is my last question. Okay, good. <laughs> what about Scott Boris making two hundred forty-five million for Steven Strasburg? Three hundred twenty-four million for Garrett Cole, and two hundred forty-five million for Anthony Rendon. Here's the quick math on that, Good right? For him. I mean, he makes, I believe, I heard four percent on these contracts. That dude just made two forty-five, three twenty-four, two forty-five is eight hundred fourteen million dollars. So eight hundred fourteen million dollars at four percent. He made $32.56 million this week on those contracts. That's not counting the ginormous contract he made for Bryce Harper last year. Okay. That dude's a monster. Hey. Um... You have so many songs playing at the know, same time. Work. What are you I was, doing? I was trying to hit a money thing, but it didn't, didn't work. didn't work at all. I don't know. I mean, good for him. I mean, these guys are... Uh, he just needs to look out for, you know, those guys all state agent. That's all. Huh. Yep. That's all I got. God, this beer is so good. I know. I keep drinking it. I keep drinking it. I, got, I have no more questions. Bomb of the week! Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum. You are a bum. You're a bum. And that's all you'll ever be. A bum. Well, that hurts, man. What you got? The whole Patriots organization. Oh, God. I mean, seriously, you let it happen again. How have you not learned your lesson? I hate them. I'm not looking forward to going to the game this week. I have tickets. Why do I have tickets, you ask? Because Danielle's best friend 
and her boyfriend are coming down from Maine to hang out and go to the Patriots oh, game. because you go to games with them when you go there. Because they're Patriots fans. Yep. Bruh. So, I'm going to be down at the game. Enjoy. We already have our tickets. And now I'm actually reconsidering. Oh, okay, so what are you going to do? Stay home I'm reconsidering that maybe I'm the bum of the week. Okay. For Did having given for having given Paul Brown money or, or Mike Brown money, and I'm going to this game. It's gonna be 37 degrees too. Saturday's gonna be 42. Sunday 37. Monday 40. But sunny. Sunny. Yeah. I hate everything. It'd be beautiful. I think I'm, partly cloudy. I think I'm the bum of the week. Partly cloudy. We should ask our uh, we should ask our weather friend, <laughs> our weatherman friend. What you got? I don't have a bum. Um... <laughs> I really don't. Um, you can feel free to agree that I'm the bum of the week. And I'm going to go ahead and agree that Aaron is the bum of the week. I just wanted to hit that sound like it sounds about right. Yeah. You got anything else? Dude, I think I'm out of stuff. Cool. Well, I got a bunch of buttons. I can we hope that we can still record again before it is 2020. Otherwise... Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your New Year's. For Ed, I'm Aaron. We out. And may all your ins and outs and ups and downs remain in the bedroom.